exactly what this message talks about. More than books and tapes, more than pictures on the wall, but you're the living fulfillment of what Brother Branham saw. We're resting on those promises. We stand here today not in defeat, but in victory, in total victory. What an awesome first service last night. I watch you as you absorb the word and God came and touched your lives. There will be many more services here this week and you take your moment. Don't you let Satan, don't you let him rob you. You came, many of you from long distances, circumstances that seem insurmountable, but don't you let him rob you of the hours that you've got here. Would you just reach and say, God, I need everything that you've got for me. Touch my heart. Touch my life. Minister to me in this very moment. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let's talk to him just now. Heavenly Father, what a great God that you are. How merciful. How great that you are. I stand here and many emotions go through my heart, my mind. A lot of valleys that we've been through. But today we stand on a mountaintop and overlook what heaven has in store for us. Lord Jesus, I ask you, Father, that you would anoint these lips, anoint our thoughts. Now, Lord, I just ask you that you'd sweep across this audience. May the angel of God fill this building with your presence today. We don't have to wait till the last service. Lord, we thank you for what you did last night. My heart was so touched. I, too, screamed at a toothless devil. A line that has been whispering in my ear. And I found out last night he had polygrip. <laughs> oh, help us, Father, this morning. Minister to our hearts. Bless Brother Tim and 
all that is going on here, every person that has worked so hard to make this possible. Bless them now, I pray. In Jesus Christ's name we ask you. Amen and amen and amen. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. If you would turn with me to Revelations chapter 3 and verse 21. Amen. Sister Connie didn't even know I was speaking this morning, so we kept it a secret. Amen. God bless you, Sister Connie, wherever you're at. Revelations chapter 3 and verse 21. And I want to read about you. I, I want to read about you. You fulfill the scripture. To him that overcometh will I grant to sit with me in my throne, even as I also overcame and am set down with my Father in his throne. Amen. God bless you. You can be seated. Two years ago in November, we had invited Brother Kelly Hildebrandt to come and speak for us over the weekend. And he had left Saskatoon and began to make his way. And his first plane would get, get delayed. Then he would go to Calgary. That motor would catch on fire. And he would have to, to spend a night in Calgary. Then they would fly him to Toronto. And uh, in Toronto, he would have to spend the night again because somehow they'd lost his ticket. And he didn't have seats to fly. <clears throat> so he was going to speak on Saturday night and Sunday morning. And so earlier in the week, the Lord had spoke to me to, to deliver a sermon on don't worry. And uh, Brother Kelly wasn't able to arrive. And so I spoke the sermon on don't worry. The next morning, uh, he wasn't able to be there, so we went to Washington and picked him up at a complete different airport. I told the audience, I said, what is going on is Satan is trying to block the message because it's a message from God, and, and Satan is doing his very best to block it. He'll do the same thing this morning if he can to try to block the visitation of God in your personal life. And he did that with Abraham and Sarah. <clears throat> when Brother Kelly entered in the pulpit that afternoon, he, he, he presented me with a coin. And it's this coin. It's a coin that is a commemoration of D-Day. And on the back, the inscription says that we will accept nothing less than full victory. On the front, there's a grain of sand that is in, in the, embedded in it to where that it came from Normandy. There's a great war that happened. Tremendous amount of people lost their lives. I didn't realize that we were preparing to step into a great war ourselves. Within the coming months, we would be told that we had cancer in our lungs and in our, in our lymph nodes spotted on our kidneys and on our liver, then 
then, then about a month later after that, we'd be told that we had, we had uh, brain cancer and would have uh, had three uh, tumors at that time, and one would be removed. <clears throat> at that time, they gave me four months to live. If I left it alone, it would be I would live about two months. If I left that one tumor alone, we had about two weeks to live. Doctors give their reports. They give their reports, but we have an option. And I stand here to encourage every one of you. Every one of us are in a different battle. Your battle may not be cancer. It may not be terminal. Over the last couple of months, doctors have asked me, how much longer do you want to fight? I want to fight to the end. That's what I want to do. I want to fight to the end. I want to admonish you today. I want this courage to be in your heart. You may not be fighting cancer. You might not be fighting a lot of different things that other people are fighting. But there's no quit in none of us. Quitting is not an option. We're not people that turn around and run. We stand in the face of danger by the, by the grace and the help of Almighty God. Sure, there's going to be incredibly difficult days, but God is with us. And who better to have with us than to have God with us? The scripture says, and what shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? If we've got God on our side, we cannot lose. I want you to just turn to your neighbor and say, we can't lose if God's on my side. Psalms 46 says this, God is our refuge and strength of present help in, the, in trouble. Therefore, will not we fear Though the earth be moved, though mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though waters thereof roar and be troubled and mountains shake of the swelling thereof, there is a river and streams whereof shall be made the glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early, the heathen raged and the kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. What desolation he made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the end of the earth. He breaketh the bow and cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the, coal, the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Brother Ron, you don't know what I'm going through. Well, maybe this will be an encouragement to us. On our roughest days, our lowest hours 
of despair. Even in those times, we're still chosen, blessed, favored, forgiven, loved, led by God, victorious, inheritors of the heaven's glory, privileged to walk with our creator. We're married to the king of kings. He called us his beloved. We're strong in in faith, armed to fight devils, entrusted with God's word, the most powerful weapon protected by the arm of the almighty. He placed a hedge around us. We have an assurance that each time we call, he hears and he answers, and our answer from God is always good. Rest, hope, Peace and joy is ours. Then why would we let the devil rob it from us? Even in the dark, it is light around us. Even in the valley, we are so blessed. There's a leader called Zelensky. He's been called a modern-day hero, modern-day Churchill. He has extreme resolve, extreme courage. The odds are against him. Time and an enemy will destroy him. But he stands there calling for help, begging and pleading. Is there any nation... Is there any army that will come to stand in our defense? Is there anybody who cares? On the other hand, we're children of God. We're amateur God standing on the earth. We are not alone. And when we cry, there's tens of thousands of angels begin to come to where we're at. And you may never see them. Your spiritual realm, your eyes may never come open to it. But you are not alone in your battle. God is on your side. He will send like hornets before you, driving back your enemy. There will be things that you will not have to go through because he has already taken bombardments and blown them out of the way because you're his children. We have the power of life and death in our tongues. We can speak negativity or we can speak positive. We can create a world around us. I don't care if you live where 10,000 believers are or you're by yourself. It matters not. You don't need a 1,000 people to crutch you up. God's with you. We're not a bunch of cowards. We've been called to this battle. We've been predestinated to this battle. 
God has built us to overcome. When he told Joshua, be strong and courageous. That was God's words to a believer. And God's words do not have an expiration date on it. Milk has an expiration date. God's words does not have an expiration date. He is telling you, I want you to be strong. You may be the only one in your school. You may be the only one in your job. But God's got you there as a testimony that this message works. Then what are we afraid about? Possess the gates. We have got God's promise. We have his word. We have his Holy Spirit. Angels are encamped about. Everything's in order. Every wall can be took down. It's already took down. The Son of God goes before us. His banners is a-waving. And there's nothing can stand, the way, stand in the way of a saint going to meet the promise of God. Death can't stop it. The grave can't stop it. The devil can't stop it. We're more than conquerors. Sickness is conquered for you. Death is conquered for you. Unbeliever, you, won't you receive him? Habits can be conquered for you. Temptations can be conquered for you. You say, I got temper. I can't get over it. It's already conquered. Then tell me, how can you lose? George Washington was at the persistent at Valley Forge. All the odds was against him. And the enemy was across the river. But after all night in prayer, the American soldiers with no shoes on their feet, about one-third of them had shoes, and they crossed that river at Valley Forge through the ice. Three musket bullets went through his coat. But he had an answer from God. And there was no need of him backing down. Nothing could stop him. Can you say that with us? Nothing. 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 Your biggest trial this week, last month, looking like dread in front of you, why don't you just say it aloud? Nothing. Nothing's going to stop me. Nothing. The biggest bully in town could not stop Peter Cartwright. A Red Sea could not stop Moses. Your storms may be huge, but they're not too big for our God. The scripture says, written from a dungeon, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall tribulation or distress or 
persecution or famine or nakedness or peril or sword. As it is written, for thy sake we're killed all the day long. And we're accounted as a sheep for a slaughter. Nay, in all these things, I love this. We are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I am persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, or any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Listen, if I can stand here with death cells trying to destroy my body and preach to you victory in the face of giants, be still and know that I'm God I'm bigger than your problem I'm bigger than your circumstance I'm bigger than your situation this is not your battle you don't have to handle this this is God's battle God will work it out all you have to do is be still and know that I am God I want to say this to you, never, 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 never give up. In our God DNA, there's no quitting. There's no going back. We have come to win this battle. We have not walked up on the shores of Normandy to lose. We've left families. We've left a lot of security. And we've come to win. Jesus did not leave the paradises of heaven where angels and seraphims worshipped him. But he put on the cloak of humanity. He did not come here to lose. He did not come to take Satan's offer to pull you to a different kingdom or to get you there or get you over there. We did not come to lose this battle. Jesus looked right in the gale forces of hell. Hallelujah. And defeated it for me and you. Yes, I declare to you that we have a champion. Our champion is not in Hollywood. It is not in Washington, D.C. 
Our champion lives on the inside of us. Satan has fought this champion before and lost. He knows what you're capable of doing. Did you get that? He knows. He's fought. He's fought that look. He's fought that atmosphere before. He's wondered how it got inside of you. And he knows what you're capable of. If he can only keep you from speaking. If he can only keep you from worshiping. If he can only keep you from taking your position. But you're absolutely undefeatable when you recognize who you are and what you've been sent here for. We have a mission on the earth. It's more than to sit on a couch and play a game. It's more than just to waste our life away and watch the minutes time tick until we become gray-headed. But we got a mission. We got a mission on the earth. They have told me to get myself a bucket list. Things that I would want to do before I finish. Okay. Well, here's one of those things. They might have been talking about national parks or riding a bull. Learning to swim. So if if I've got to get a bucket list, here's a good here's a good start. And I understand that in the bucket list you're to enjoy every second of the moment of when you're doing the project. So if it's my bucket list, let's just make you a part of the bucket list. him toe-to-toe. We're not shadow boxing no more. We're not dancing around just to see if we can dance around. We know that we've got more power than the devil. If he could have, he would have already took you out in the world. He's aimed every gun at hell against you. He sent every spirit that he can come to try to get a hold of your life and turn you a different way. But something's on the inside of you that's holding on. It's holding on when you can't hold on to yourself. 
and there's no turning back. It's not that you've got a hope of him. He's got a hope of you. And that's the whole difference. Your energy will fail. You'll get distracted. But God never gets distracted. You are his crowning achievement. You're what the whole plan is. No doubt it's been quoted to you before. The people of Texas, February the 24th of 1836, the chief officer sent out a letter. All Americans in the world fellow citizens and compatriots. I am besieged by a thousand or more of the Mexican under Santa Ana, and I have sustained. Quite a statement, ain't it? Not lost an inch. A continual bombardment and cannon fire for 24 hours and I have not lost a man. The enemy has demanded a surrender at discretion otherwise. The garrison are to be put to the sword in the fort if the fort is taken. You know, the devil sent you a lot of bombardments. You need to answer him. You need to answer him. Just because he's doing all that firing and blowing up, you need to respond. And I've answered the demand with a cannon shot. And our flag still waves proudly from all the walls. I shall never surrender or sound retreat. At the bottom of the letter it said, P.S., the Lord is on our side. If I could send the letter to hell. From Easter Camp 2022, we shall never surrender. We shall never sound retreat. We'll not lose a one. We're going to stand our ground. Because the Lord is on our side. Let us make a declaration this morning standing in the midst of the darkness of Laodicea. Come on. 
When Brother Branham couldn't see past 1977, most of you were born after 1977 in total darkness. But God knew you were coming. So he equipped you with the best that he could equip you with. More than a tape recorder. More than a Bible. More than God sent a prophet. But he gave you a word that you could grab a hold of and eat the book. And then you become a part of that open book. And you see yourself in it. And it's more than Paul and James and John and Nehemiah and Nahum. But it's you. It's more than your favorite preacher. More than deacons and song leaders. It's you standing in the midst of the darkness. And the devil limps his way back to hell. Whipped again. Day after day after day after day after day. in the darkest of nights. May we say like John Paul Jones, we have not begun to fight yet. Brother Brandon would give you the quotation. It's not the size of the dog in the fight. It's the size of the fight that's in the dog. I've always liked that quote. I serve a big God. I serve an unlimited God. I serve a God that's never been defeated. I serve a God that has never been in a crisis. I don't know what kind of God you serve, but I serve a God that has the whole world in his hand. And I happen to be on that world. Every situation of our life, God's got it in his hand. The scripture says, before I formed thee in thy belly, in the belly, I knew thee. And before thou camest out of the womb and I sanctified thee, and I ordained thee a prophet unto the nations. God knew. You are beautiful in God's eyes. Sisters, don't you let, never let the devil tell you that you're plain. Don't never let the devil compare you to Hollywood to try to make you sell out because you are the queen of heaven. And when, when there are no more Marilyn Monroe's and whoever, you'll still be standing. Hallelujah. Jesus said when, Brother Bram said, he said, he might have been a man crying. But when he called that, that man from the, out of the grave, that had been there four days. His soul journey somewhere. I don't know where it is at. Neither do you. 
So anyway, he, he called him back. Corruption knew its master. The soul knew its creator. And a man that's been dead and stood on his feet and lived again after being dead four days. That was more than a man. That was God. I'm taking a minute to remind you if God is on your side, let's just see how big he is. We remember he believed his own word and created a son. He believed his own word and created solar systems. And he believed his own word and watched you come into existence. Pre-planning you before the foundation of the world and watching over your lineage all the way down. That's the kind of planned parenthood I agree with. It was a man when he was on the mountaintop that night hungry and looked all around in a fig tree and to find something to eat. He was a man when he was hungry. But when he taken five biscuits and two fish and fed 5,000, he was more than a man. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's more than just poetic words. He's never lost any of his power. The worst sinner in this building today, getting saved, does not diminish his power one bit. The worst cancer patient, Sister Erica, the worst cancer patient that there is does not diminish his power. One a little iota. Why you could pour 20 foot of concrete on Sister Karen's grave. On resurrection morning, she's coming out of that ground. You see, we are committed. And committed is more than just being talented. Committed is being more than just showing up and being entitled. You got to give your whole heart to it. Committed is every day. Knowing there's no going back. Being totally committed. You see, it's not just for yourself but it's for those around you. Norman Schwarzkopf, a general in the Gulf War, he talked about an effective army. He said it's not technology. It's not the number of soldiers. There's two things to evaluate when evaluating an army. Dedication to the cause. And the will to fight. <laughs> Brother Ron, I've been in some difficult things. Let me remind you, there's no miracles without a mess. 
When Brother Branham was standing with the angel of the Lord in the cave, he talked about the disease that I'm fighting and Sister Erica's fighting and many more are fighting. And it was nothing to our God. Totally nothing to our God. You're listening, you're laying in the hospital bed and the doctors have given you up. Our God is greater than every problem that you've got. If a little girl could lay over nine years and wouldn't have the strength to be able to raise her head up and she began to read about a God that all things were possible, she began to believe all of the people around her didn't have that revelation, but she reached out beyond the darkness of her circumstances. If we could reach beyond the darkness of our circumstances. Brother Ron, but I've been hurt. I've been destroyed. My life's been destroyed. Reach beyond your circumstances. talk of a Memphis girl, a blind man in Bombay, a Mexican girl that her baby's dead and everybody's saying bury it, but she was believing in a God who can. That's what I'm standing here for today. Brother Donnie, I just happen to believe that I can go home And on Wednesday, when I have all the scans, I just happen to believe that the God that that I serve can cause that doctor to say, you don't have no more cancer, Ron. So with that, I, I stand here and say this to you. I press towards the mark of the high calling. For the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. I can stand here and quote to you, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. A lot of people that can quote a lot of things, but they've never been in a battle. But a man that's got blood on his sword. He knows a living God. Many of you have been in some battles and you've had some real heartaches. But I want to say this to you. He's on your side. Many of you have had miracles before and the devil keeps coming back over and over and over and over again. Just because you come and get victory in a camp like this and you go away back to your normal life. And the devil meets you on Tuesday or Wednesday and he begins to bombard you. It don't mean you have to take it. We are warriors. And warriors know how to fight. God put fight on the inside of us. Brother Ryan, but I've got, our, I've got incredible critics 
that say all manner of things against me. I want to remind you of one principle. The critic is the one that testifies that you are the masterpiece. The critic testifies that you're the masterpiece. (laughs) We face battles on a lot of fronts. Maybe you're a spectator. A spectator don't have to go to a practice. <laughs> spectator never has to come under criticism. They can go to their favorite ball team, sit there, their arms crossed. If I were the coach, if I was the pastor, if I was the song leader, this is what I'd do. If I ran this church, You see, but they don't have to pay no cost. They're just a spectator. And the spectator's not getting blood on his hands. No sweat pouring from his brow. Everybody wants to carry the Olympic medal, but nobody wants to get up at 2 and 3 o'clock in the morning to train. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Sometimes I just feel like quitting. Well, don't we all? It's an urge. Every champion has felt it. Every prophet has felt it. Even Jesus prays it in the garden. If it would be possible, let this cup pass from me. Brother Branham wanted to go to the mountains. If I, you know, I'll come back when you give me a word of the Lord, I'll come back down. He'd like to get away from the pressure. Presidents feel it. Kings feel it. We heard last night about lions. Lions have felt it. 
Every winner has felt the urge to quit, to walk away. I've had enough. Every soldier has felt it. Every victorious person has felt it. The urge to quit. Let me just remind you. You could. You would if you could. It's like a fire that's shut up on the inside of your bones. It's about church time. All of a sudden, you get dressed. And that depression that's been on you all week told you to quit all dummy. You get dressed in spite of it. You get in the car in spite of it. And you make your way to church in spite of it. saying I thought I had him quit I thought I had him walking away but something on the inside of them has took him back to church and when the song is saying when the redeemed are gathering in you begin to feel something charging from the inside of your body The song says you don't know like I know what he's done for me and you begin to think about the victories that you've had in your life you forget everything that the devil has said because you don't know like I know I've been there in the valley I've been there in the darkness and something held on to me when I couldn't hold on glory been sick before but I made it I've been broke before but I made it I've been broken hearted before but I made it I cried all night long but I made it I've been lied on but I made it I've been destitute but I made it I've been rejected, but I made it. Satan said I wouldn't be standing here, but I made it. ever seen the Declaration of Independence? Declaration of Independence. At the bottom of it, it's got a bunch of names on it. It 
declares that we as America are a free country. And it declares freedom from a kingdom that was ruling over us. We decided we wasn't going to pay them taxes no more. If you're from Britain today or from England today, glad to have you. But we decided we wasn't going to pay them a half a cent. Think of that. A half a cent taxes. What if we decided we're not going to pay 40% taxes to our own government? You're talking about a civil war where the working class of communities says, I ain't paying taxes no more. But these men, 56 of them, begin to sign the Declaration of Independence. I want you to understand. They did this at their personal cost. We hailed them as incredible heroes. But some of them were shot. Some of them, their houses were blown up. Some of them lost everything that they had. But they were willing. They took their own monies. And they created an army to fight the enemy. There's a lot of people can say a lot of things, but they ain't willing to count the cost. They ain't willing. Are you with me? One of them found Cornwallis, the enemy's general, in his house. And he told George Washington, my house is no good if the enemy's on the inside of it. Blow it up. Now I'm going to preach to you. If the enemy's on the inside of your house, Blow it up. These men that you see preach the gospel here, they could have been powerful men, powerful businessmen, but they gave their life for the cause of this message. Because they saw that this was the living word of this age. That this message will produce a rapture. We signed this message with our life. I'd like to sign it like John Hancock. John Hancock, he signed it so large He said, I want to see, I want the king to not to have to put his glasses on. fight cancer, you get a Coke in the pulpit too. (laughs) 
It's a real thing. I'm preaching to you the real thing. You can drink this. You can drink this every day the rest of your life. It ain't the real thing. As a matter of fact, you drink this, it'll call for another. It'll call for another. You smoke a cigarette, it'll call for another. You drink a beer, it'll call for another. You start looking at pornography before long, it'll call for more. And it'll destroy you. <laughs> we have signed this message with our life. There's a lot of people have walked away because they couldn't pay the price. Where did it get them? At the end of the road, where does it take them? Tattoo artists? Hollywood? Money? Destroyed your life? I got news for you. What Satan's got to offer is very temporary. But there was a woman at the well. And she was sitting there and her life was destroyed. Maybe your life has been destroyed. And it's been done secretly. Your parents don't know, your friends don't know, but your life has been destroyed. Jesus is here waiting on you. And he's wanting to give you water that you'll never thirst again. We have signed our lives with this message. This message will fulfill itself. Now all hell is against it. Because it's no, it's, it's the truth. Heard Brother Donnie say last night that the devil knows. He absolutely knows that Brother Branham was a prophet. He stood there night after night after night. Listen, some of us has been around for a while now. I was a little boy standing at Brother Branham's funeral. So we've been around a little while. We've listened to a lot of tapes. Nowhere have I ever heard a patient speak up and say, no, Brother, Br Brother Branham, that's just not the way it is. But after he's dead, he rattles his nonsense. I'd like to say this to you, you can rattle all you want to after we're gone. Oh, 
all hell's against this. He has pulled out every stop. He has went to the nuclear options. He couldn't stop Joseph in a prison. He couldn't stop David with a sling. He couldn't stop Rahab. He couldn't stop Tamar. He couldn't stop Mary when every critic in hell was against her. She believed an angel. Couldn't stop Shamgar. Couldn't stop Samson. Couldn't stop Elijah. He couldn't stop Enoch on a walk. He couldn't stop Moses at the Red Sea. He couldn't stop the three Hebrew children. I'm just warming up. He couldn't stop Daniel in a lion's den. He couldn't stop blind Bartimaeus. He couldn't stop the leper from being healed. He couldn't stop Lazarus from coming forth. He couldn't stop, he couldn't stop the woman at the well. He couldn't stop Paul when he was in prison. And he can't stop you. Satan has tried every scheme to discredit this. He's tried everything that he could to make him discredit this, to get him to a place of kingdom without suffering, tried to get him to take, a, take it without redemption. Don't you realize, dear precious friends, at this minute that Satan makes you a promise. He'll make you one of the best ministers in the association. He'll give you a front so front row seat, it's the coke, <laughs> seat in every church to make you a deacon. He'll do anything if you'll just get away from this word. We have news for him today. We have not come to this battle to accept nothing less than full victory. power of life and death is in your tongue and you have showed up and you know who you are let's go ahead and pull our swords this morning we didn't just come here for show we come here for a fight and you're fighting for your spiritual life and if that lion is after you to eat you and he thinks you're lunch Let's get close enough that we can spit in his eye and then cut his head off. Glory! packed our bags. 
We borrowed money. We did whatever we had to do to come to this meeting. We got in sometimes way too stuffed vehicles. To sleep in a presidential suite. To eat at the king's table. But you came here with a purpose. You have been praying about things for weeks and months. If I can get to that place where Jacob was at when he wrestled with an angel of the Lord. If I can get to that spot, I don't like what I am. I don't like what I have become. I need a touch from the king. I need a touch from that supernatural power. And I'm willing to wrestle it out. Why don't you just tell God right now, I'll not turn you loose until I get what I need. I don't want to go back home with a half a victory. I want complete victory. This is more than attitude. This is more than a work, work up. I want God in my life. When I watch my life, I see God in operation. Not myself in operation. I'm talking about you. What about the little habit that you've been wrestling with? Won't you leave that here? Why don't you leave that here? Maybe you've been sitting in prisons with chains on your life. And you'll go so far and you'll rise so high. And then all of a sudden you're back down again. And you're back down again. And you're back down again. And you're back down. And you are just creating cycles of doing it again and again and again. Somewhere that cycle's got to break. Somewhere or another, you've got to get past the sound barrier. I'm not talking about your neighbor. I'm talking about you. What did you come here for? You didn't, definitely didn't come here to hear me or Andrew or Brother Donnie. Maybe Brother Donnie. But you came here to meet Jesus. And there's one thing for sure. He's waiting at your well. Mariah, he's healed you. He's done incredible things for you. But he ain't finished yet. He's the kind of God that knows about mind battles. And situations of life. And keep reminding you over and over again. That there will become a day to where your hair will fall back out. And there's other things that's going to debilitate your life. But you just remind him who you are. And ain't nobody can remind him like you can remind him. Nobody can remind him like you can remind him. 
You came a long way. God knows how to touch your life. Could we stand to our feet just now? Well, the Donnie, interesting thing about this coin is I had a man in our church. His name was Max. Max was probably one of the roughest guys I've ever met in my life. Rough. You, you could look up gruff in the, in the dictionary, and his picture was right beside of it. <laughs> Nobody could get along with him. He was just an isolated drunk. Somebody invited him to church. Maybe it was his sister. Invited him to church and he started coming. One night I was preaching over God watches over your predestinated seed. And you might have been running the the waters of Normandy. And there wasn't a bullet. No matter how great the army was, there wasn't a bullet that could hit you. Because he predestinated you. Max was on a, one of those vessels. He said, I was standing there when they let the, the gate down. And just hundreds of us hit the water. And he said the water turned to red. And we ran. My buddies were dying all around me. And he said all I knew to do was run. And he said when I got to the sand, there was blood all over the sand and men laying everywhere. And all I knew to do was just run. And he said, when I got to the wall, I stood against that wall. And he said, how did I get here? How did I get here? He pulled me up close. He said, Brother Ron, you answered the question tonight in this service that I've been wondering all my life. How did I make it to the wall? How did you make it to this wall? Friends that fell around you? Different things took them and you just kept running. You ran through the water and people fell. You ran on the sand and people fell. You got to the wall where they were shooting. No matter how many things that the enemy shot at you, he couldn't touch your life. He shot a lot of stuff at you. And you're still standing. We're still standing. 
Maybe the enemy's whispered in your ear, I've not done anything supernatural. You're still here. You're still here. What caused you to be here when it took them there? It was him. And the depth of your concerns and your problems, when you couldn't hold on to yourself, he took a hold of your hand. Maybe you couldn't see him or you feel him. But he took a hold of your hand and he told you, Ron, I got this. Ron, you're going to be well. And you just take him at his word. When you can't even trust yourself, you trust him. Would there be hands across this building? You said, Brother Ron, I just need to give my whole life to him. I came here for a complete victory. A complete victory. I refuse to go home and not give it my all. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What about you? What about you? Hallelujah. Oh, there's hundreds now. But what about you? We don't do this for anybody else. We do this for you. You know what you're going through. You know. You know. You know. Hallelujah. Hands are up all over this building now. Hallelujah. Maybe you just lay your hand over on your neighbor just now. In this moment, Brother Derek, in this moment, it was a moment like this in about 1984. God changed my life. It was in a moment like this when I heard a word, let us run. And God spoke to me, it's your turn. Why don't you just let the Holy Spirit, the vacuum of the presence of God, just drape around you right now. Welcome Him where you're at. Oh, God. Oh, God. Break past your shell. Break past that thing that's been a barrier to you just now. Every excuse that you've got, lay it down at the altar just now. Just lay it there. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, footprints on the sands of time. And then we look back and we find that you've been carrying us. Lord, such a powerful presence in this building right now. Every, every devil can be defeated standing right where they're at. Satan, now you take your hands off of God's property. In the name of Jesus Christ, 
I charge you right now. This is the redeemed of the Lord. They're God's children. They're the thoughts of God that he thought of before the foundation of the world. Satan, you tried to block the visitation of the Lord over and over and over again in their lives. But may this be the morning. A morning of breakthrough. We might be like Max. How did I get to the wall? You carried us to the wall. All I've been through, Brother Ron, but it was Jesus that guided me. It wasn't me that was holding on. It was him that was holding on to me. It was him that's guided us through every situation of life. God, you're bigger than our problems. You're bigger than our situations. You're bigger than our circumstances today. Father, and we give it to you right now. Right now in the name of Jesus Christ. Oh, God. Hallelujah. I want you to just raise your hand and say, Father, feel me just right here where I'm standing. Feel me right here where I'm standing. Meet me. Not just, not just the ones up front, but all the way to the back of this building. Saturate our souls. Saturate our souls. Let the sweep of angels' wings sweep across this audience. Could we just worship him just for a bit? Let him touch your lives. Ministers, men of God, what about a recharge of the Holy Spirit? Oh, there's one feeling, but there's many refeelings in our lives. Maybe your life has got a little cool and indifferent, a little backslidden. Let your prayer life, other things distract you. May this be a turning point in your life. What about you, moms and dads? On the internet, wherever you're at for. May the Heavenly Father come and touch lives. Oh God, we will not accept anything but full victory. Hallelujah. 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 God bless you.
I need 